Hey there, thanks for joining me today for another Living It by Design Lounge podcast episode. I am Jeanette Schaub, your certified life and health coach and your host. And the Lounge podcast is about inspiring us to design healthy lives and relationships. And as a coach working with women who've been through or struggling through divorce, who have either survived it or are going through divorce or separation, I want to shift the focus a little bit with these podcasts going forward. So don't be surprised if, um, you know, that's what you're hearing a little more about, because I believe one of the keys to, you know, living a happy life is having healthy relationships. And so specifically today, I want to talk about relationships after divorce and how we can achieve those healthy relationships while designing a new life with confidence. Always remember, this is my coaching perspective. I'm not a therapist and this isn't therapy or counseling, Um, but I want to inspire you to want and have something more when it comes to your relationships and your life. And so, you know, specifically um, relationships after divorce it's very tricky to navigate, right? There's the ex-spouse, there's children, there's extended family, step-parents, friends. You know, it really affects everyone in our circle or has the potential to affect everyone in our circle. And having been through divorce myself, I understand how painful it is to go through something like that, especially when children are involved. And also navigate those various relationships when you're grieving the demise of your marriage and going through something so traumatic. Obviously, this won't speak to all of you or, you know, everyone out there, but um, if it resonates with you, then you know what I'm talking about. So today's podcast is really just to get you thinking about this topic and to throw some ideas out there for you to start, you know, thinking about your own relationships and how they've been impacted after, you know, a divorce or separation. And so... I also want to tell you that you're always going to hear me talking about you. So this is, we're not getting in the weeds as far as whose fault it is or how it happened or why, and everyone's situation will be different. But I believe that the change starts with us. We can't control everything else or anyone else. So we are just going to be talking about us and our role in our lives and how we can impact change. So um, when when I say us, me, you, you know, um, you may be thinking, well, my ex is an asshole. It takes two people, you know, all that might be true. But here in the lounge, again, we talk about things we can control versus that we cannot. And we can't we definitely know we cannot change other people or what others are doing, their actions, their thoughts, et cetera. But we absolutely can do the work ourselves. And so that's what we're going to focus on. So. Let me tell you a little bit about my story in relation to this, because I am speaking from a place of having been there. I was married seven years when I knew divorce was on the table and my daughter was five. She's now around five. She's now 30. So been divorced about 25 years, which is really crazy to think about how much time has passed and how quickly I remember when I was only divorced seven years and you know, was married for the same amount of time. And that seemed like a long time. So now fast forward and it's been 25 years already. And it just blows my mind. I want to add that I'm also remarried and, um, I've been married. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second, but remarried 
And I want to just say, you know, divorce sucks. I wouldn't wish it on anybody if you've been through it. You know, um, do I believe there's some such thing as a good divorce? Yes, and I'll explain that in a minute. But um, but overall, you know, it, it sucks. And again, especially when children are involved, like there's so many emotions, so much stuff that you go through. However, I am very proud of the fact that I have found peace and have healthy relationships that work in my family and my life. And so, however, some of that was by accident, but a lot of it was very intentional. And so I say by accident, meaning, you know, I'm not quite sure how we fell into a rhythm, but we just did and we found certain ways to navigate and then it just became the norm for us. For instance, I never spoke badly of my ex-husband, regardless of what was happening. He also gave me the same courtesy and that just became kind of our norm. So it got easier as we went along. So again, I'm sharing my story. I don't expect, you know, all of it to resonate with you. you your situation, you know, could be entirely different. But again, I'm, I'm hoping to inspire you to want more from your relationships, however they've you know played out, and know that it is possible and it might take some work. So going back to being remarried, um, I've been remarried now about 19 years. My daughter was around 10 at the time that I remarried. And I just wanna say my path also, while we have ended up in a really peaceful, harmonious place, you know, it was a struggle going through that. Recently, somebody told me I couldn't be part of the quote unquote club because I'd remarried. And when she heard divorce 25 years, she assumed I was still single and divorced. And this was a really interesting conversation because my first reaction was, well, you know, how can we compare? Yeah, every, again, every situation is so different. Um, but also, just because I was remarried, it doesn't mean that my divorce never happened. And so, also with that statement, I would suppose that they assumed that I was living my happily ever after because I was divorced and therefore, or because I was remarried and therefore my divorce didn't count. So both things just struck a, a, a chord with me that made me start thinking about is that what people automatically assume and think that just because I'm remarried and now remarried 19 years that the struggle wasn't real and that the divorce never affected my life didn't affect my relationships didn't impact my daughter my new husband and all those things and it just isn't true so that I want to throw out there because again, I was a little taken aback by that, but so glad that she brought it up because it made me realize other people might think that as well. Just because I remarried, it doesn't mean, now I love my husband and I'm happy with my marriage, but it wasn't happily ever after. I had a lot of baggage that I brought into that. And again, I did everything wrong, right? I, you know, I was angry, we, you know, um, I, I did, I didn't know how to date and be, you know, divorced. I, I just felt like I didn't have any guidance. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of out there floundering, um, didn't know how to feel, didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. So anyway, just because I'm remarried does not mean that the effects of divorce and the relationships in my life weren't impacted by that. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, 
to tell you again, it's just not true. It doesn't make me any different. Um, first of all, I don't want nobody, I don't want anybody to be part of that club, right? Nobody wants to be part of the club. Interesting choice of words. Um, and I don't want that to be, you know, why we bond. However, you know, if we can help each other by understanding what it's like to go through that, that's different. So we should never make assumptions about what others have gone through or, or what are they're going through. My divorce happened. It was painful. It was difficult. Like I said, it affected my family. Much of what I struggled also carried into my new marriage. Guilt, remorse, you know, deserving um, in the sense of like, maybe I don't, you know, my ex did not remarry. He's still single. Um, maybe I don't deserve to be happy because he's now not found somebody. So there's a lot of stuff that goes with that. And again, I bring all this up as it pertains to healthy relationships in our life post-divorce or post-separation. Um, so regardless of how you move on, it does not lessen the impact or significance of your divorce on you and your family. The kids, by the way, again, nobody wants to be part of that club, but when it happens, we're thrust into this new world and we don't know how, often know how to navigate it. We had, my family, we had all the family dynamics. People didn't talk about it. My parents, you know, I was the first one in my family to divorce. You know, nobody really knew what to say, how to support us. Um, you know, if they were supposed to treat him different, his family wasn't sure. Actually, you know, uh, lots of blame going around actually from family members, not even necessarily him and myself. Um, his grandmother, who was, for many years in denial and very upset about the divorce. You know, she talked about it at every family function. I was very close to his family, so I kept showing up at family functions. You know, it was a very interesting, but again, you know, a tricky road to navigate and we didn't have a rule book and it just, you know, um, anyway, I understand. <laughs> I understand what you might be going through as well. Um, looking back, I might have done some things different, but again, you know, nobody tells you how we're supposed to, to do this. We just do the best that we can. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, yeah, so then you throw in guilt, remorse, dating, co-parenting, you know, blame, all this other stuff that's going on, um, new life, and while you're still maybe working and trying to navigate all these other things. Everyone's story is unique because it's yours. It's your journey. My story may not resonate with you, but it doesn't matter, right? It just matters that we've all been through some, some level, some aspect of that kind of change. Our scripts don't have to be the same for us to experience the same struggle, pain, and loss. What matters is what you want for your relationships and how you want to design a new life or move ahead. And that's again, what this is all about. How do we move ahead? I consider myself fortunate because again, you know, my daughter, I only had one daughter, so I didn't have multiple kids, you know, having to go through it. Um, my family was very supportive, but again, it wasn't anything we necessarily talked about. We just kind of fell into a pattern. There were some conscious decisions we made along the way. 
and this might not be easy for you depending on your circumstances, but I hope that I can at least give you hope that if we do some of the work ourselves, you know, that too can uh, have a positive impact on the relationships in our life. So we found a way to coexist and it created peace for all. So we can be at the same table during the holidays. We can be together at Thanksgiving, you know, um, my daughter got married and we were all there and we were all very much together. Um, and again, that might not be something that you see for yourself, but wouldn't it be nice to strive for some peace, even if that isn't the end goal? Let's say you never want to have Thanksgiving dinner together or be in the same room, you know, celebrating for your children. But gosh, wouldn't it be nice if it could create that kind of peace and harmony in your family and in your life? And most of all, I really want to emphasize this for your children. That's going to be a separate episode, but I want to throw that out there because I can tell you firsthand, it had a significant life impact on my daughter in a positive way, which makes all of it worth it. Did we make mistakes? Absolutely. You know, was it a struggle? Oh, yes. <laughs> but was it worth it? Yes. Did she notice? Absolutely. Was she the exception and not the norm among her peers that have divorced parents? Yeah. And she really took pride in that because she saw that her family was doing something that was benefiting her. So anyway, another topic. But um, I want to ask you here at this point in the episode, what do you want? Simple question, right? But how often does anybody ask you or do you ask yourself or really wait to get an answer or work on that to get an answer? What do you want when it comes to your relationships affected by your divorce? What is it you want? Now, for my journalers out there, this is a great journal prompt. I want you to just write with abandon. What do you want? Whether it's ex, kids, family, you know, whatever your family dynamic, relationships specific, what does it look like? But I want you to get very, it can be general, like I want a, you know, better relationship with my ex, but I want you to be very descriptive and specific about what that looks like. What does it feel like? Who's with you? Where are you? What are you doing? What do you envision for that relationship? So like everything else you hear me talk about, <laughs> I love to kind of see where we are, figure out where we want to be and find the shortest distance so we can experience more joy quickly. So let's set some goals, right? Let's set a goal about that relationship or relationships. And so I'm going to start with just giving you a few other questions I want you to think about for yourself. I already asked this, but again, what do you want? I want you to be descriptive about this. Don't just say I want a happy, you know, I want to I want to be able to be in the same room with my ex-husband. Great. But what does that mean? Or ex-wife? What does that mean? What does that look like? Where are you? What are you doing? What's important about that for you? What positive impact could that make on your family, on your life, 
on your children. And then I want you to future pace. That's just looking ahead, picture yourself six or nine months and what does that look like for you? Where are you? Again, we're not worried about what they are, you know, the other people in our lives, what they are or are not doing because they may never change. They may never do the work. What do you want? What do you desire for yourself and where do you see yourself six or nine months if you achieve that? And again, what positive impact can come from getting what you, what you choose? what you desire, reaching that goal. So think about that. And then what is one, one to three, you know, or just one primary relationship you'd like to improve? And again, what's the benefit of improving that relationship? How important is it to you? And we're really just talking about, you know, again, we can't change other people. We can change our perspective. So again, you know, my ex-husband might be a big jerk and I might not ever be able to change that and he might always be a jerk. But what can I change? What can I, what, what, what work can I do to have a different perspective and show up differently in that relationship regardless of what he does or does not do? I hope that makes sense. The next question is, is what you're doing now working? Think about that. How do you show up in your relationships, especially those affected? And again, this could be any relationship. Let's say you haven't been through divorce and you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. You might have some other turmoil or struggle in a relationship in your life. These questions can still pertain, right? How are we showing up? Is what we're doing now working? And if not, why? Why do you think it's not working? Next question would be, what might you need to let go of in order to move forward? So again, just going back to that X, because most people can, can relate to that. If you have an X, um, you know, I might need to let go of guilt in order to move forward. I might need let, to let go of the anger. I might just need to let go of expectation, you know. Um, it could be a million things. It could just be, you know, one or two, but is there something that I could let go of that's holding me back? Because remember, this is all about moving forward. We want to move forward. We want to have healthy relationships. And let's say the relationships just are what they are. Don't we still want to design lives that we love, that bring us joy and let go of something that might be standing in the way of moving forward? Because remember, going back to the remarried part, you know, I brought a lot of that emotion and feeling into my new relationship without even realizing I had done it. As far as divorces go, mine was fairly uneventful, right? So I didn't, I wasn't still, you know, necessarily raw or mourning when I met new spouse, but I had a lot of stuff under the surface that I was still 
feeling badly about that was showing up and I just didn't realize until I actually spent a lot of time with this to identify that that was in fact going on. So what might you need to let go of in order to move forward? What's your current stress level? on a scale of one to 10. I just always like to throw that in because sometimes we don't even realize these things cause us stress. So that's where I wanna leave you today. We can go way deeper and may do that in future podcasts, but I'll leave you with this for now because I know it's a lot. I really just want you to start asking yourself if you could get what you wanted, if you had a crystal ball, what would that look like? for the relationships in your life, post-divorce, separation. And again, if you found yourself listening to this, any relationship, what do you want for yourself? What do you want for those relationships? How do you show up? How do we move forward and design the life that you love with healthy, sustainable, harmonious relationships? Whatever that means, right? Harmonious, you know, healthy relationships. You know, if it's just, I don't want to fight and I just want to be able to be in a room without, you know, throwing daggers at each other, that's still progress, right? It doesn't have to be like everybody's kumbaya and we're all, you know, at the Thanksgiving table. It just means what does that look like for you and how can you affect change in your life, perhaps that of your children's, the relationships in your life today? And you know I love challenges and call to action. So I challenge you to commit to one thing you can do to improve a relationship right now. Commit to that one thing and then do it. So maybe that one thing is, for example, just to give you a couple of ideas. You know, I can't hang up the phone without saying something snarky (laughs) every time I speak to my ex. And maybe that one thing is just that I'm going to, for one week, I'm really gonna try hard not to do that. Maybe it is just, I'm just not gonna roll my eyes, or maybe it is I'm just, um, you know, uh, going to react differently than somebody expects me to react, right? People get used to expecting us to react a certain way. Maybe I'm gonna throw them a curveball and not react that way. Maybe instead of thinking about all the negative things, I'm just going to replace those thoughts with three positive thoughts, and that's what I'm gonna tell myself that day. So a couple of examples, and again, it can be anything. You know what that is, by the way. We all know what it is, but we can only answer that for ourselves. I promise there's something you can do today if you're really stuck We're going to talk about that more in the next podcast and talk about ways to, you know, um, where to start when it comes to having healthy relationships. I hope this got you thinking. I hope that, you know, um, this brought you some value. I look forward to meeting you in the lounge in the next episode, and we're going to go a little deeper about where to start when it comes to building healthy relationships after divorce. And thanks for tuning in.